Hello, this is Terry Lenowski, and today we'll be mapping Soulful Listening on the 15-Minute Matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on the clinical relevance of the functional nutrition matrix, the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. The matrix is so important not only because it invites us to stop and assess, but also because it reminds us of three very important factors in our care, our recommendations, and our outcomes. Everything is connected, we are all unique, and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15 Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with Terry Lenowski and this one gets a big OMG. This is a good one. Terry Lenowski earned an MED in educational psychology from the University of Nebraska Lincoln and has made significant professional contributions throughout her career, including serving as the chair of the American Counseling Association Foundation, representing over 40,000 professional counselors nationwide holding a gubernatorial appointment to the Nebraska State Workforce Investment Board, and leading human-centered design national teams, not once, but twice to showcase workforce innovations for the Obama administration at the White House. Through her own soul-searching and inspiration from her grandma Helga, Terry distinguished five elements of soulful listening that can ease feelings of loneliness, create fulfilling connections, and inspire greater potential when applied to our lives. Terry is founder and practitioner of the Soulful Listening Approach, a master facilitator, and a highly sought-after national and international speaker. Hi, Terry. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Hi, Andre. I am super excited to be with you here today on the 15-Minute Matrix. Yay. We've been waiting to have this conversation. <laughs> I just will let everybody know that tech challenges happen, and we feel so successful going into this conversation because uh, we've overcome them. Absolutely. We're winning from the beginning. <laughs> I love that. So, Terry... I'm super excited that we're speaking into soulful listening because it's such an important part of the clinical and the therapeutic partnership. And I do find it's all too often overlooked or misunderstood. Can you just help us to understand what constitutes soulful listening? Sure, sure. I, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the importance of of having felt heard. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we're hardwired to thrive when we feel seen and heard and supported by others. It's it's in our very human nature. You know, however, we're missing the mark in a, in a really big way. Uh, you know, there's a book that I just recently read that's called You're Not Listening by Kate Murphy. Mm -hmm. And she had gone around the globe to five separate continents and spoke to individuals of all ages and races and social strata, experts and non-experts about listening. And among the questions she asked was, 
who listens to you. Mm. And almost without exception, what followed was an awkward pause and a hesitation. The lucky ones could come up with one or two, usually a spouse or a parent or a best friend. But many said if they were honest, they didn't feel like they had anyone who truly listened to them. And others said that they talked to therapists, life coaches, their physicians, hairdressers, or even astrologists. Uh, that is, they paid to be listened to. And as a practitioners, this really underscores the vital nature of the listening that you provide to your patients and clients. And you may very well be the only person they feel heard by. It's amazing how hard this is to teach. And I know you likely know this too, but I teach into something I call the art of the practice. And art is an acronym that stands for assess, recommend, and track. And we don't make a recommendation until we've done a very thorough assessment. And part of that assessment is the listening. And it's very hard to teach the students that they're not listening about the diagnosis alone or the signs and symptoms, that they're listening to the person. And in our own clinic, it's usually in those first sessions what people respond to, like, wow, nobody's ever asked me those questions. Nobody's ever connected those things. Nobody's ever heard me like that. And it really is the most converting and selling that we could do, listening. Oh, absolutely. And there is, you know, you, you use the acronym ART. And I, I think maybe it would be helpful for me to kind of uh, kind of outline what soulful listening is, how yeah. it came about, and how to apply it in real life, which is what matters most to me. And you know, I came from a small town in southeast Nebraska, and from the time I was three on, I lived on the second floor of a mansion, which sounds very luxurious and exciting and wonderful. However, my family had turned the first floor into a thriving, bustling business, uh, which was a restaurant. And underneath my bedroom every night, there were late night bar crowds clanging mm. and banging and what have you. And so there was a chaos kind of to my whole growing up experience. And what I wanted more than anything was to be heard and listened to and seen in a, in a really substantial way. And that wasn't happening in my immediate family. However, I was so fortunate. There was one person that did, and that was my grandma Helga. And in her presence, I felt heard like no other. She had a way of welcoming you in. She came from a position of overflow. And when I say that, it's because she had a degree of self-care that made her very available to others. And so when I say self-care in her situation, it was the kind of high-quality publications that she read, the way that she nurtured her creative side, her social network. And so when you came into her presence, it felt like she was totally available. And that is the first element of soulful listening, which is self-care. And then the second element is becoming fully present. I imagine that you have been in situations where you're speaking with somebody, you can almost see a bubble above their head where they've got the laundry list of things that they're thinking about doing next. And we pick up on that. We notice when somebody isn't with us. And so to become fully present, you know, it may sound kind of abstract. So I'd like to just share one way that I become fully present in my own life, and that's to take three deliberate breaths. And so if, if your listeners would do this along with me, breathe in, 
hold and breathe out. One more time, breathe in and breathe out. And a third time, breathe in. And as you're doing this, notice the warmth in your heart area and breathe out. And in that very moment that we shared, the energy has shifted between us and we're more fully in our body, we're more fully listening to what's going on between us. It's that simple. And so what I have found when we take care of ourselves and we become fully present, we bring a quality of grace and compassion into every interaction. Mm, love that. Yeah. And then the third element, you had mentioned active listening when we have, were talking earlier. The third element is kind of a combination between active listening and empathy. <laughs> to me, if the two had a child, it would be this third element of soulful listening. So becoming present, really tuning in and listening to what another person has to say, echoing back what you're hearing them say, you almost go into a deeper level where you're hearing beyond what's being said with words. You know, you can look at body language and you can really pick up on much, much more. Yes, so beautifully said. And I love how you wove those stories into the conversation, Terry, and your own experience. My grandma Betty was your Helga, right? <laughs> she was the one who heard me and saw me and I can find that red thread through my life of what she was reflecting in me before I even knew that was a part of me. And that's such a gift. And yet we don't experience it often. Oh, that's, you know, I love you describing it as a gift. And, and to me, you know, deep listening is, is a gift that we give others and ourselves. You know, it just is. I'm going to go ahead and go through the, the last two. The fourth element, <laughs> I kind of refer to this as the secret sauce, and that is inspired action. You know, I'm sure we've been in conversations where we felt heard, the heads are nodding, you feel connected, you walk away and it ends. It just falls flat. But you usually will pick up on key insights when you're engaging in this higher level kind of communication. And then to take action on another person's behalf is truly a gift and it embeds integrity within your relationship, within your interactions. And you repeat that over and over again. It's almost magical. And then the, the fifth element is the feedback loop. And that's when you let another person know, the person that you've been having these conversations with, that you've taken action on their behalf, no strings attached. Imagine the, the confidence within your relationship that that would yield, as well as the confidence in an individual knowing that they could speak, you know, authentically, action would be mm -hmm. taken without any strings attached. And I, I think giving some examples of how this plays out might be helpful. So the first one is self-care, so important. The second one is becoming fully present. The third is a combination between active listening and empathy. The fourth, inspired action. And the fifth, the feedback loop. And in that comprehensive way of interacting with others, it embeds trust, 
a safety net where you could go deeper and insights are revealed. Yeah, because because you can do that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Such an important part of the therapeutic partnership. And again, I think that when we overstep this, we actually start looking outside for like, oh, I need more marketing in my practice. I need more business training. When this is what I like to think of as, I mean, from a business perspective, I'm going to say it's marketing the old fashioned way by doing good work. But really, it's about doing the work. It's about the connection that comes when we are engaged in soulful listening that allows us the opportunity to continue with a relationship and serve that person's needs. Does that make sense? And hopefully not too crude of a way of putting it. It's ultimately about being in service. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you used a word relationship, you know, all fruitful endeavors at the core of all of them are solid relationships. Mm-hmm. And you know, you connect that to the business aspect or a business model. Again, that's where the powerful change occurs. It's through relationships. Yes. Yeah, that's just it. And so listening in an evolutionary way, which I consider soulful listening to be, that embeds, you know, a higher degree, a higher quality of of relationship. And <laughs> With that, higher quality relationships release the happiness endorphins. So anyway, that's just a sidebar. But, you know, it affects the bottom line as well as the emotional dynamics between, you know, you and your your clients and those that you serve. Yeah. And I, I think that what you said is so important if we're looking at the central part of the matrix. Empathy alone allows for the flow of oxytocin. So this soulful listening really does get your own neurohormones flowing as a practitioner, but also those of the person you're serving or people you're serving so that you have that feedback loop like you talked about. Mm-hmm. And by being that, by being that, you're also not only you know in your practice and, and what have you, you are modeling for a person who may not have had that in their own life. They may not have had a grandma Helga, that would listen to them in a way that changed the trajectory, at least of my life. Uh, but again, it's it's almost like a ripple effect. Yes. You know, imagine sitting with, you know, with your client and you tune in and you get an insight and then you take action and they feel heard. And then the next time they come back to you, they're, they're more relaxed as are you and you can have a deeper exchange and maybe you get that nugget that makes all the difference in their care Mm. just imagine yeah so true that nugget what comes through what gets revealed is really another part of that feedback loop and that interesting information that we're gathering You were talking earlier to me before we went live about some of the ways in which soulful listening supports the immune system. Can you speak into that a bit? Right. There's a lot of research that's been done on the the loneliness epidemic. And so maybe maybe just underscoring a couple of those. Uh, Cigna did did a study a couple of years ago, and they released the findings that over half of the American population is lonely and the hardest hit are our youth. And then the health implications are, you know, equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day, and it Mm. exceeds the health risk associated with obesity. So 
that is just, I mean, that brought me to tears, quite honestly. Yes. That brought me to tears and inspired me to create soulful listening. And the, the researchers are now actively studying how loneliness, which, you know, when you're not communicating with a person, that certainly triggers loneliness. And they're, they're finding that, you know, the, the health effects include the relationship with inflammation and harmful changes in DNA expression. You know, if you're chronically stressed, your body is in probably a low level fight or flight response all the time. Yes. And, and so when you're, you're with a person and you're having conversations like I'm describing, you know, it's like your whole nervous system just relaxes. And when you really have practices of self-care, you can, you know, kind of release and let go of that uh, part of us that is you kind of in overdrive with survival. Mm-hmm. And you can just kind of release that. And that's good for your own immune and health system. But imagine modeling that for another person, whether it be, you know, in your practice or in your home life or with your children. I mean, it just, it's so needed right now. And, and you know, I'm just kind of amazed at times when I think about soulful listening because this, the steps that I have shared are really simple. Yeah. They're simplistic. And in the simplicity, I think the power of what they have to offer has sometimes been overlooked. I agree wholeheartedly. Terry, I could talk to you for hours and there's so much more to explore. I'm wondering if in closing, there's anything that you were hoping to share that you didn't get to speak into that we didn't get to speak into today. Yes, I'm just going to kind of wrap it up by by sharing that sometimes we feel a little overwhelmed when maybe a new way of doing something is brought before us. But what I would submit to you is begin small, you know, just take a step. And I love a quote from the alchemist. And it's when we strive to become better than we are, everything around us becomes better too. And so Mm -hmm. what I would encourage listeners to do is to pick one area of their life that they would like to have a stronger relationship, whether it be at home or in your practice. And over the course of this next week, before you enter into that conversation, take three deep breaths, pat yourself on the back and say, I'm fully here for the moment. And with curiosity, I'm willing to let it unfold before me. So that's what I would leave your listeners with. Mm, So much gold, Terry. I knew I was eager to have this conversation with you. And uh, it was literally clinical pearls, golden. I'm so grateful for the work you do and for sharing it with all of us. Thank you so very much. I'm honored. The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. Check out the latest in functional nutrition at functionalnutritionlab.com forward slash blog. The 15-Minute Matrix is produced, mixed, and edited by Rowan Bradley with production support from Natalie Merrill and the team at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 
15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified by email each week about our podcast releases, head on over to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. Also, please feel free to get in touch with us. We would love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, and who you'd like to hear next on the podcast. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com. 